Welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. Listeners all around the world, we're so glad you've joined us from Korea and Japan and the U.S. and in Texas and Seattle and Los Angeles. We are so thrilled you're here with us, and we have such a fun show. We're talking about Hawaii's treasured traditions and coffee with our wonderful guest, Kea Keolanui from Hawaii. And as before we introduce our wonderful guest, we have our Anikona Farm moment. And the days have been glorious here on Anikona Farm, right above Kona Town, 2,000 feet. We've had some good rain, so everything is vibrant green. Uh, all the birds are chirping, and it's been a lot of fun with um, our visitors actually from England. They're joining us today and spending some time on the farm, so we always enjoy our guests. But we're also going to be freshly roasting some of our coffee, and we'll be going over to the Halualoa Kona Coffee Mill that does a great job roasting our Ani Kona Coffee, our Kona Coffee, and they do an air roast, and that's pretty distinct. Um, of course, there's the traditional smoky roast, which is delicious, but that air roast gives a distinguishing pure Kona taste to our coffee. So we're grateful to them. And now let's get started and talk about Hawaii's treasured traditions and coffee with Kea Keolanui. And she's the Director of Community Relations for Hawaiian Ethos. And Hawaiian Ethos uh, is an amazing company that ensures qualifying Hawaii residents access to evidence-based treatment choices for medical-grade cannabinoids. And so we're so delighted that Kea has joined us today, and we're going to share some fun Hawaii traditions. Welcome, Kea. Aloha, Aniko. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very oh, excited uh, to share uh, some of my life stories with you folks. <laughs> oh, it's such an honor, and we are so delighted to hear about your stories, and thank you for sharing them. Uh, we'd love to start maybe with your early days, please, Kea, and some of your growing up days with your wonderful family, and what it's like life on the farm there over near Hilo. Tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up on OK Farms. All right. Well, you know, to start uh, with our Ohana history, I'd have to go back to the 1800s. Wow. <laughs> this would, <laughs> yes. So this would go back all the way to the sugar plantation days. Um, in about the 1800s, uh, big companies came to Hawaii to be farming uh, sugar. And they sent out a telegram to the rest of the world. And they sent it to Japan, China, uh, Portugal, the Philippines. And they sent out an invitation to uh, individuals in those countries and said, come to Hawaii and work in the sugarcane plantations. And we'll provide you with housing and pay. So people from all over the world migrated to Hawaii to work in these plantations. Um, they put uh, people into different camps by ethnicity. So there was yes. the Japanese camp, the Chinese camp, the Hawaiian villages, uh, the Portuguese camp. And all of these people worked together um, on these sugar plantations. And that's actually where our famous pigeon uh, English came, came from, which is actually a Creole English. So that's uh, very far back, but that's actually how you get people that are kind of uh, a hapa mix like myself. So I am Japanese, Chinese, Hawaiian, English, Irish, German, French, Scottish, Native American, and the whole mix along with a lot of other people that live here in Hawaii. 
So that's actually the start. Is my ancestors came here to Hawaii, and we actually ended up living in Hilo, which is uh, one of the same places that our ancestors had migrated to in the 1800s. So that's the first start of our family history. <laughs> oh, that's just a beautiful history, Kea. And thank you for sharing that with our listeners. And what an amazing background you have and definitely a lot of treasured traditions there. What were some of your favorite family times as you've shared there on the farm and you talk about some of those stories throughout the generations? Yes, thank you, Aniko. So uh, our family actually settled on Amaulu Road, and I grew up there from, uh, you know, the day that I was born. <laughs> and my family uh, began uh, working with Mr. Ed Olson. Um, Ed Olson is the O in the OK Farm, so Olson Keolanui Farms. So uh-huh. about 16 years ago, Mr. Olson uh, purchased this property on Amaulu Road, which was about 500 acres. Um, I grew up with my dad uh, growing the farm, basically, planting all of the trees. We have a very big variety of uh, crops that we grow on the farm, from coffee, which, of course, you know about. And our coffee actually just won uh, second in a cupping competition for the past three years. Uh, and that's island-wide for Hawaii. Um, and we also have uh, spices, so cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, uh, cloves. We have heart of palm, uh, macadamia nuts. And one of our largest crops is actually lychee, longan, and rambutan, which are all uh, tropical fruits. So as I grew up, I watched my dad planting all of these trees, and I got to watch the farm uh, slowly grow into this beautiful masterpiece. So uh, when you talk about my childhood, that's a real big, uh, <laughs> that's a real big memory for me is watching the growth of the farm. And the, and the farm, it sounds like Kea has grown to a thousand acres. What a beautiful place you live on. You, you probably also have shared great moments on the farm, maybe even, you know, over your cup of coffee with your family. Um, I can imagine beautiful times there. And your family all pulls together to help with the farm. Is that right? Absolutely. I'm actually sitting on the farm right now drinking a cup of our coffee while I'm talking with you. So it is just an awesome, it's an awesome place. And we just feel so blessed to be stewards of the land. Um, My family all comes together and we do work days picking over 90,000 pounds of lychee per year, uh, over 90,000 pounds of rambutan per year, and over 90,000 pounds of longan per year. So we really have a large production. We, uh, there has been a rumor around Hawaii that we're actually one of the largest tropical fruit producers in the U.S. Oh, that's amazing, Kea. Unbelievable. And how how is it living it living there close to Hilo Town? Oh, it's just amazing. The location of the farm, um, and, and as you said, it did grow to be a thousand acres. So it started as five hundred and Mr. Olson actually accumulated another five hundred that, that was also planted out uh, with tropical fruit uh, trees. And uh, it's grown tremendously. So at this point, there's about a thousand acres that's hugging the Wailuku River. Um, back in the old sugarcane plantation days, they divided land by the middle of the river. So a lot of properties that were acquired um, after the sugar plantation companies had, you know, went kaput and uh, the whole industry kind of moved out of Hawaii. These properties were for sale that had half of the river included. And so OK Farms actually is half of Wailuku River from 
the very bottom, which is the ocean, all yes. the way to above Rainbow Falls. So we have these tremendous, beautiful, spectacular waterfalls. Uh, and we do uh, farm tours every day. Uh, my beautiful, kind stepmother, uh, she uh, is the main tour guide of the farm. And it's just wonderful. So it is a big family project. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your your farm and just taking our listeners to your beautiful spot there. We can all just feel the beauty and how much love goes into your farming and 90,000 acres per lychee. That's just an incredible operation. Unbelievable. And as you grew up there, what an incredible place to grow up. How was it like attending school there? Did you have some favorite classes by chance, Kea? <laughs> yes, attending school in Hawaii, I mean, it's just such a special experience. Um, the Hawaiian culture and traditions are all very much intertwined in um, schooling here in Hawaii. We learn hula very young. Uh, you know, Hawaiian studies is a mandatory class. So I would say those were my favorite is the arts and the agriculture. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time outdoors. We had gardens in the school and it was just a wonderful growing up. And learning about Hawaii's culture that way, uh, that must have been just amazing. Please share with us some favorite stories or elements Hawaii traditions that you recall from those early days of learning about them? Well, you know, I, I recall this one uh, hula chant and dance that we learned at a very young age, and it's called Ilunala, and it honors the mountains to the oceans and the skies to the ground, um, and it's a very beautiful chant. It's honoring all elements. And in Hawaii, this is a very special, uh, powerful uh, bit of our culture that we, we feel that there are gods, goddesses, and energies in every aspect of all living things, from the plants that are on the ground to the pua'a, which is the pigs that are in the forest. Uh, there is just power in all of it. And the Hawaiians had... Uh, a lot of ad admiration for all of these different elements, which is just so special. Oh, very special. Thank you. So learning hula at an early age, how beautiful, and learning about Hawaiian culture. Um, thank you for sharing that. The Merry Monarch Festival is a wonderful uh, event, festival we have on the Big Island, and it's actually quite world renowned and I know they just celebrated their 55th festival um, uh, this month and I know that you were involved with the Merry Monarch Festival and um, what that all entails there in near Hula and you actually uh, were you received an honor um, a title a uh, Pau, Princess of Mary Monarch Parade 2018. Please share with us, Kea, how that evolved. And I know you, you, it's based on horse riding skills and etiquette and presentation and teamwork. Please share a little bit about that. Yes, of course. I was so honored to be involved in the Mary Monarch uh, Festival this year. And it was actually my first year uh, competing or representing as one of the Pau units, uh, which represents all eight islands. And so uh, I've ridden horses uh, my entire life. I grew up, I grew up with them uh, and competing, uh, really loving and adoring uh, the sport and also just the animals themselves. Uh, so I actually have five horses of my own that are on OK Farm. Oh. And I got a call. From, yes. So I got a call from one of my aunties, Pudding Lassiter, who is a very famous horsewoman and who has uh, been involved in the Merry Monarch Parade for the past 
50 years. And uh, pudding enlisted me to represent the island of Oahu uh, for the Pau units of the Merry Monarch Parade. And so we got together as a big ohana and friends, family came, came and everybody gathered as we made these big horse sleighs uh, and really tried to represent Oahu, which is uh, the color of Ilima, which is a very gold yellow. And it was just so much fun. Our family uh, really came together as one and uh, worked towards one common goal, which was to uh, give aloha to our town in the Merry Monarch Parade. Uh, so it was a very special time for us. Oh, and I know that you gave beautiful aloha for your whole community. And really, that's that's just such an honor uh, to be part of that. And and thank you for doing that So and sharing about it. And Kea, we're going to take a quick break. And for our listeners, please okay. please join us. We have been having such a wonderful time with Kea, Keo Lanui, who is the Director of Community Relations for Hawaiian Ethos and has been sharing with us some beautiful Hawaiian traditions. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Kea's projects and what she's involved in. Please join us right after the break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We've been chatting with our amazing guest, Kea Keolanui, and she's the Director of Community Relations for Hawaiian Ethos. And we were just sharing about Hawaii's treasured traditions and coffee and how Kea had grown up on a beautiful farm near Hilo and how the family comes together and, and really celebrates the beauty of agriculture and and the land and and special times with each other and their ancestors and and Kea we were just going to ask you a little bit more about um well and thank you again for sharing about the Merry Monarch 
Festival and how you became involved in that. A little bit more about maybe some of your travels to some of the other islands, Hawaiian islands. Oh, yeah, of course. So uh, growing up on the big islands, we have over 13 different climates out of all 15 in the world. So uh, the need to get off the island uh, is not always there because the island is so large and and vast that you can just explore the big island for years. Um, But we do, yes, but we do travel off island um, from time to time to Kauai or Maui, Oahu. there are a couple of islands I have not been to yet that I just really want to go, uh, which Ni'ihau, um, as well as Molokai, I have never been to. Um, but the islands that I have traveled to, Kauai, it's just gorgeous. These big mountains uh, with valleys and white sand beaches and Ni'ihau shells. Uh, from to Maui, which has, you know, cascading waterfalls up at Twin Falls and also very gorgeous white sand beaches. And I actually lived on Oahu uh, for about three years going to school. And Oahu is kind of like Las Vegas for a Hilo girl. (laughs) 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 And there's lots of, you know, lots of action. And I lived in Waikiki and it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Kea, would you have maybe a favorite coffee cafe there um, in Honolulu that you love? A favorite coffee cafe in Honolulu? You know, I don't know the exact name of it, um, but it is at uh, the hotel down on Waikiki um, called... I'm going to have to get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I can picture it's there at the hotel. Is it overlooking the water, the ocean? Yes, yes. 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 Um, I, Mo- oh, actually, I'm sorry. It's at the Moana Surf Rider. Uh, oh, and it's yes. a little coffee shop right on the corner. And it's very quaint. And uh, they serve coffee that is local because that's really a big thing in Hawaii, right? Local yes. Hawaiian grown crops, whether it's macadamia nuts, coffee, uh, cacao, you name it. Um, the 100% Hawaiian grown is really something that we all need to support. Definitely. And you were also involved with um, a couple companies that were really celebrating local farmers like Hawaiian Cider and Ola Brew. Please share with us how you became involved with them. Absolutely. What a great company. And I am just so thankful for the opportunity to work with Hawaiian Ola, which was the first and original company that um, actually sold Noni shots and Noni drinks. And if anyone doesn't know what noni is, it's a medicinal fruit here in Hawaii that some people may call a little bit stinky, um, but it's a similar case to blue cheese. And I really love it. The Hawaiians have used it medicinally for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so Hawaiian Ola really found pride in uh, producing locally locally made, locally uh uh, produce uh, products, and they source a lot. They do source a lot of the ingredients, over 50% in their products uh, from the island. And so that was what I originally got involved with uh, as their as a marketing rep- representative of their company. And as I was working for Hawaiian Ola, uh, they also started opening up Ola Bruco, also known as Hawaii Cider Company. And Hawaii Cider Company is also just an amazing, uh, has amazing goals. So they have been buying fruit uh, from farmers island-wide. And I'm not just talking 10 pounds, I'm talking thousands, 20,000, 50,000 pounds of uh, rambutan, lychee, dragon fruit, 
so they are really supporting island farmers. And that was a big deal for me. So, so that's where that's I started, started out. out. And, and uh, that's also uh, that's how also I ended up working that. for Hawaiian Ethos. Yes, and you're doing amazing things with Hawaiian Ethos. Please share with us some of your current projects as you go out and you meet with community members to talk about you know, some of their their needs and some of alternative medicinal needs. Please share with us, Kay, about that. Yeah, absolutely. So Hawaiian Ethos has a mission and goals that are really inspiring, um, providing this alternative medicine to the community um, that is, there's really a need for it. And being a part of our community here on the Big Island is so important to our team at Hawaiian Ethos. Um, We've been working with patients, caregivers, physicians, and patient support groups, um, all the while connecting with patients and really ensuring that we're listening to their needs and what what works for them. Um, So we're currently working with support groups uh, such as Hui Malama Cancer Support Group, uh, the Epilepsy Foundation of Hawaii, Hawaii Parkinson's Association, and a few PTSD support groups. That's fantastic. And I know that is such a big help, Kea. And as you go out and meet with community members and you talk about some of their some of their needs and, and what they're working through, you have such a big heart and and how you speak with them and just even caring, I know makes such a big difference. Please share with us how some of those experiences have gone. Oh, of course. Oh, and really, that's really my that's favorite part, part about my position uh, with Hawaiian Ethos is really meeting the amazing people in our community. Um, the strength that I see in so many individuals around Hawaii is astounding. I feel honored to serve my community and really be a voice for um, all of my people and, uh, you know, their needs. And that is just such a special uh, thing. And I feel very honored uh, to have that opportunity to work in the community and work with all of these different groups and people. And how you learn to be, um, you know, reaching out to the community and and actually be so caring, that must have come also from you being involved in such a supportive community and learning from others and your elders and your family. Please share with us if there may have been a particular mentor or someone that really made a difference in your growing up. Absolutely. So uh, if I'm going to talk about any mentors, I have to mention a few. Uh, My mom, she's a wonderful family and marriage therapist. So I've always, from a very young age, I learned about how much caring and love can go so far. Um, My father, Troy Keolanui, and uh, my uncle, Ed Olson, they also have been such huge mentors. they actually created a soccer field up on OK Farms uh, that all of the kids of Hilo use. It's actually Hilo High, uh, Hilo High School's home field. And uh, we host many different schools up at the farm, as well as uh, senior groups. And from a very early age, I it was instilled in me that we give back and Uh, You know, we do that by nurturing our people in the community. So I really, uh, I really have to thank them for any, any type of traits that were instilled in me. (laughs) Well, we so appreciate, Kea, all that you do for the community. And we're very grateful to you. And I, I know everyone is so thankful. And thank you for sharing with our listeners about those, you've had a lot of special people in your life, but I know they're also very grateful to you as you carry through some of the traditions and the love of your family and the love to your community. I was curious, too, in Hawaii, that
that tradition, treasure tradition of sharing and passing on knowledge throughout the generations from even generations, as you mentioned, who came over in the 1800s as your family and your ancestors and how elders are so important in Hawaii. Please share with us in your family, do you have like a a special story that goes far back that you recall, one of your oldest stories in your family, please? Oh, of course. Um, And you're Aniko, you're totally right about that, that embracing our elders and really learning from them instead of isolating them like some other (laughs) cultures that we may know um, is just a huge, important, (laughs) important part about living in Hawaii. And we really do embrace our elders from grandma and grandpa to the aunties and the uncles. Uh, It is just so important. And to highlight a story that was passed down uh, in my family, again, we need to go back to the sugar plantation days. So as I said earlier, uh, they had separated different ethnicities into camps. So there was the Japanese camp, the Hawaiian camp, the Chinese camp, and there was commingling, but it wasn't as common. And my great, great, my actually just great grandmother, uh, Harriet Tano, was a pure Japanese woman, and she fell in love with a half Hawaiian, half Chinese man, and her family was not happy about it, and they oh. said, "You are not allowed to uh, marry this man," and they sent her back to Japan, and uh, Harriet ended up fleeing Japan, leaving her entire family and coming back to Hawaii to be with my great-grandfather, Norbert Kahalahili uh, Keolanui. And that story has been passed down and passed down, uh, and it really highlights that love overcomes everything. And so in our family, we we always have that saying that love wins. (laughs) I just wanted to say that that just shows how Harriet, your special relative ancestor, Elder Harriet, how she has shared that importance of love through for your whole family. And I just think that's such a beautiful story. And it's wonderful that you still talk about that in your family. And it shows how in Hawaii, you, those traditions are passed throughout generations. So thank you about sharing about how that happened. And she came back from Japan. That's just an amazing story, Kea, and so appreciated. We had touched a little bit about the importance of family and the earth and some of these treasured traditions of how we take care of the earth and Aina. And I was hoping that maybe you could share with us before we go to break the importance of Aina in Hawaiian culture. Absolutely. So aina, that word, it means land. Uh, But more so does it mean land, but it means our land and the land that we take care of. And so in Hawaiian culture, uh, we were taught that the aina is our family member, the streams, the plants, the animals. Every element is part of our ohana, and we need to take care of it as if it was part of our ohana. So I think that there is a really strong uh, need for a lot of the community members here in Hawaii to take care and take care of our Hawaii. So uh, I think that that is what embodies the word aina. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that with our listeners about Aina and how important that is in Hawaiian culture and traditions. And Kea, we've been so enjoying our chat and we're going to take a quick break. And listeners, please join us as we talk a little bit more with Kea Keolanui about some of her future projects and maybe even some of her dreams down the road right after the break. So please join us. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We're talking about Hawaii's treasured traditions and coffee with Kea Keolanui, who's the Director of Community Relations for Hawaiian Ethos. We were talking about the importance of Aina and really treasuring the land and all that goes into that, and also about family and treasured stories and and taking care of our elders with Kea. And Kea, we were just going to ask you a little bit more about some some of your upcoming projects, either maybe with Hawaiian Ethos or with OK Farms. Please share with us. Yes, absolutely. So with Hawaiian Ethos, uh, we're really excited to get our doors open and begin serving patients here on the Big Island. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of projects uh, we'll be working on in the next couple of years. Uh, a lot to do with our patients, uh, really providing them with resources. And, uh, you know, the cannabis industry is just growing uh, so greatly. And we really believe in the science and the medicine behind uh, cannabis and cannabinoids, like you were saying in the beginning. Uh, so with Hawaiian Ethos, I'm very excited to be part of this team and really assist in the growth. So lots of projects coming up there. Uh, we also have our family farm, OK Farms, which we have been building uh, the tours on the farm, and not just for tourists, but also for our community members and really providing education and experiences that are, are life-changing and things that people have never done before. So very excited about helping OK Farm build their tour department. Um, and then if we're talking about pipe dreams, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big animal lover, and I've already started a small animal sanctuary um, on OK Farms, as well as uh, with my partner, Jamal, um, who is also an inspiration to my life. He's a physician here in Hilo, and together I think that one day we will be opening up a big animal rescue center. <laughs> 
Oh, that's an incredible dream. And we wish you well with that. And and of course, as you have your your tours that, that you do there on the farm, how beautiful that is for people to come and learn and see even like the rainbow falls. And then you open up your farm for sock, the soccer field and you just really celebrate community, which is beautiful. So excited about your upcoming projects, definitely. So would you say if you were to describe your hobbies, Kea, how would you describe your hobbies? Oh, well, I love playing outside. I'm a big plant lover. Um, Our porch is just filled with plants from eye to eye. Uh, You know, I grew up with farming and getting my hands into the soil is so important to me. Um, So that's one very big hobby. Uh, I love horses. Uh, I've been adopting horses, rescuing horses, um, <laughs> teaching young children how to ride and how to care for them. Uh, it's just, that's a big love of mine. So uh, those two things keep me pretty busy on the side of Hawaiian ethos and OK Farms. Uh, but, you know, Hawaii in general, there's so much to do from the beaches to the caves to the mountains. It is just the most lush, wonderful place. And I just feel lucky to live here. Oh, well, it is a beautiful place. And and uh, your hobbies from working with the plants and agriculture to to loving animals and uh, teaching children how to care for them. That is just so wonderful. Would you, how would you describe some of your favorite Hawaiian foods, Kea? Okay. So (laughs) Hawaiian foods, (laughs) I have so many. That's a difficult, difficult question to answer. Uh, Hawaii is very diverse in the fact that we have the original, traditional Hawaiian food, um, lao lao, poi, uh, you know, uh, sweet potato, those staples. Um, but we also have these wonderful flares of, of Japanese and Chinese and Filipino. So there's poke, which poke actually originated um, from Japan, if I'm, if I'm correct about that. Um, and there are a lot of different uh, little little flares uh, of other cultures in Hawaii food. So I would say poke, lao lao, lomi salmon, uh, you name it. I, it's, <laughs> I'll pretty much eat everything. <laughs> oh, delicious. And is there a particular um, family recipe that you've treasured throughout the, the generations that for a particular special event that you might have, please share about that. Yeah. So I, I was really lucky to grow up with a dad who fished quite a bit. And my older sister is also a big spear fisher. So a lot of the times they'll go out and catch this delicious fresh fish and bring it back. Uh, feed the whole ohana and, uh, you know, cut it up and saute it on the pan with garlic and breadcrumbs and, uh, you know, eat it just sashimi style raw. Uh, So I would say that that is a huge memory for me is, you know, being on the beach, watching my ohana come in with their catch of fish and uh, eating it in the next couple hours and it just that's my favorite. <laughs> That's definitely wonderful and delicious. We had touched a little bit about how you've traveled to some of the other Hawaiian islands. And I think for our listeners, we're curious if you're if you're planning or you've been maybe to Japan to just because it is in your, your family ancestry. Do you have any upcoming travels planned? Yes, I do have some upcoming travels planned. Uh, last year, I went to uh, Nepal, and we did some volunteer work at an orphanage over there, um, as well as a lot of ex- 
exploring and just embracing the people of that country. Uh, and my partner, Jamel, and I really fell in love with Nepal. And so actually in July, we're planning to do about uh, two weeks in Japan and two weeks in Nepal. So we do have some upcoming travels. <laughs> oh, that'll be so wonderful. And in Japan, I can imagine you'll you'll want to just explore and just sort of see how, you know, your family comes from from Japan as well as maybe from some other places. But I wish you a wonderful time on that trip and with your partner, Jamal, and, and um, that'll be really fun. How do you balance your time, Kea, between all that you do and and being the director for community relations for Hawaiian Ethos and, and of course, participating in like the Merry Monarch Festival and and all the, the good work that you do in the community and also at OK Farms. How do you balance your time? Oh, well, I got really lucky with Hawaiian Ethos. I just have an amazing team of people that I'm working with that I just love so much. And they supported me 100% when going through the Merry Monarch uh, and really provided me with some time to uh, put what, what it really needed into this project. Uh, but as far as the hobbies and OK Farms and the community, it all really flows together in a beautiful way. Uh, even with Hawaiian ethos, uh, you know, working with people is such an honor and it doesn't even feel like work. So uh, I, find, I find ways to really, really get enjoyment out of all aspects from Hawaiian ethos to OK Farms, uh, you know, and my horses and the community. And they all somehow just, together really nicely. So I, I guess I got lucky, but it's always important to stop, just take a couple of deep breaths and just remind yourself to enjoy life. That is so well put. And and uh, I'm so glad that the things you're involved in, they all seem to be connecting in such a beautiful way. And so we appreciate how you're able to make it all flow and then still have time for family and friends and uh, balance time. And as you say, taking a deep breath is so important. Are you planning to be part of next year's Merry Monarch Festival, Kea? I am planning to be part of uh, the next Merry Monarch Festival. Uh, we did, uh, it, it's a competition with the unit. Uh, you are are uh, you're judged on your etiquette as a princess, uh, your skills as a rider, and we did win first place for our overall unit, and I also won first place uh, for uh, outstanding princess, which and I'm still getting used to it. Uh, That's wonderful. The first year, yeah, first year I've been involved, but they've asked me to come back. Um, and when they asked which island I'd like to represent next year, of course, they said the Big Island. So I will be uh, representing the Big Island next year in the Merry Monarch Parade. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're so honored to have you represent the Big Island, Kea. And and we, we wish you all the best with that. And I know that's usually around April time frame. So you probably start preparing for that Pretty soon, I would imagine, because so much goes into it, and so many people come from all around the world to experience the Merry Monarch Festival, and I know originally it was something that would help Hawaiians just sort of economically, and then it also turned into something that really promotes Hawaiian traditions and culture for future ger generations. So that's such a beautiful festival. So thank you for being part of that and making it so special. A and as we close here, 
Kaya, we'd love to chat with you a little bit more about when you're having those beautiful times on your farm and you're you're sitting together and you're you're talking about some of the things that are going on in your lives. Is there some probably some special music that you have or does someone come? Do you have favorite music by chance, Kaya? Yes, we do. We love Hawaiian music. Uh, We have friends that are also musicians. Uh, A CD that is played uh, very often at our farm is by Lito Archangel. And he is just an amazing local artist and uh, also a family friend uh, with with some humorous, uh, songs as well as sweet, <laughs> beautiful uh, Hawaiian melodies, and we we definitely do indulge in all of those beautiful, beautiful Hawaiian musicians. Yes, oh, it's so wonderful, and your stories, Kea, have been very inspiring uh, to all of us, and we'd like to express our gratitude. And how honored we've been that you've taken time to share about Hawaii's treasured traditions and weaving in some coffee stories in between. So thank you so much, Kea, for joining us today. It's been so, such an honor. So very grateful to you. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much, Aniko. And your show seems like an amazing, uh, amazing highlight for the islands and the world. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to share. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, so grateful to you, Kea. And to our listeners, thank you again for joining us on My Favorite Coffee Story and, and spending time with us. And we're, we're so delighted you've joined us. And, of course, we've, we've had so much fun chatting about community and the importance of Aina and and Hawaii's treasured traditions, culture and music, Merry Monarch Festival. So we've had such a nice time today and we always look forward to continuing the conversations on, um, you can email us at radio at myfavoritecoffeestory.com and at anikona.com. We have always our gift for our listeners, our 15% gift. So once again, it's been so wonderful to be together. We look forward to being together next week on My Favorite Coffee Story. This is Aniko Samoji, and we wish you a wonderful aloha. Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week.